0: Good evening. I expect you're here for my guidance. People often refer to me as the wise woman of the wood. Someone they seek to help them find lost souls or possessions or to bring good fortune and love to their lives. Some find me simply because they have nowhere else to turn. I sense that you share this fear. Do not fret. Nothing you say will be repeated outside of these walls. Now, sit down by the fire while I make us some tea.
1: Now, I've come here as a last resort. Because anyone else would think me mad. I used to think of myself as a man of God, and I feared you'll practice some form of evil in disguise. See where I'm from? Even speaking of the darkness that I've seen would ensure that my neck meets the rope. But tell you the truth. I don't even know if we are God's men at all, or just the devil's playthings. I woke up, just like any other day. In the attic of the tavern, which is where I was brought in as a young orphan and raised by the owner. His name was Harold. He was a father and a friend of me when I had no one. It stayed that way for thirty years. Life has been strange ever since he died. Oftentimes I feel like I've lost hours. Days. Even weeks. Weeks. I drink more than I used to, so my memory's not what it was. People came to the tavern less and less as time went on. They had told me that the place felt dead, but I made no effort to give it life again. Instead, I spent a lot of time alone, tending to the cornfield as a means of survival. The sky was always drab and gray, the air neither cold nor warm. Nothing ever changed. Eventually I felt dead as well. Or really I just felt nothing. This day was different though. I woke up with the strange sensation that I was not alone. Rather I was being watched. To make matters worse, scarecrows weren't having their usual effect. A murder of crows gathered around me, each of them fixing their beady eyes on me. Go on off with it. I gathered as many rocks as I could, but as I turned, my eyes caught sight of the tavern, which now presented a threat far worse than the crows. What I saw was a tall, grey figure, larger than any man and without the face of one, sitting on the roof of the tavern, right above where I slept. Its faceless face was angled toward me, holding my gaze. The lack of defining features made my hair stand on end as there was no indication of what this creature was or what its intentions were. I wanted to look away, but it was impossible. I looked and I looked. My eyes were locked and I was paralysed to the spot. It sat, still a stone. The seconds passed like hours. Before long, its head started to tilt to the left, almost like a puzzled dog, except I heard the sinister creaking as it did. It sounded like the noises I had heard in my room very same morning. Its terrible head turned round almost fully before springing back in the other direction. There, on top of its shoulders, it swung back and forth like a pendulum clock, all the while it faced me. The cracks of bright sky between the clouds filled with black. The creature disappeared from sight and emerged again, but standing in the field this time A mere ten feet away from me. (laughs) The god-forsaken crow scathed at the crops surrounding the legs of the enormous beast, its ghastly figure towering over me, my feet still unmoving despite my best efforts. I was an insect caught in its web. Finally, my tormentor took a step forward, and the sound rippled against the field, against the very air I breathed. The blow was louder than the roaring thunder. Another step, and another, and then. Here, I remember very little, except lying on the ground and looking up to the sky, which was now black and sprawling with white veins. I was relieved to be free from the sight of the fiend until the colourless form towered over me again, looking down at me grimly as my vision went dark. I was sure I would perish that day, but I awoke from a deep sleep sometime shortly before sunrise the next morning, or perhaps the same day. I felt the burden where my head met the hard ground. Among the rocks it had left a small amount of blood, dripping over black feathers and remnants of crops. Dead crows started appearing too, one resting on my boot. I picked myself up and I fled the scene as quickly as I could stepping around the fowl on my way my head in pieces I wandered into the woods seeking this cabin seeking any help I could find I suppose it's likely that I am simply ill and that those visions were just a delirious fabrication I know I must go back there soon I just wanted to know first if I have gone mad, or if monsters like that are real. I think I would take more comfort in madness.
0: Madness comforts those who will not face what is real. (laughs) Delusions do not have the power to become illusions unless you give them the dedication. Focus your attention on reality. And fabrications will fall away.
1: Perhaps I should be around people again.
0: Lest the faceless ones keep visiting you. <laughs>
2: Lord God, I pray for your protection as the sun rises on this wretched day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I will find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. And forgive me, for they will not.
3: I see you through the gaps, clever, not clever
0: enough. Handle her gently, Ergar. We, we cannot be sure it was her fault. You saw
3: her murder that man with her eyes. The whole village saw it. She crushed his skull right before us.
0: How could we deny it? We... we could take it away. There must be more we can do to stop it.
3: Do you not understand me, woman? They are coming to claim her as we speak. We deliver her now. Or they send us down with her.
2: Blame them for letting me be taken. How could I, after what they saw me do? I never meant to kill him, the men they spoke of. I just wanted him to get away from me. His hands were all over me and it made me so furious. I was almost ill. But to anyone else in the market that day, all that happened was that I turned and looked at him. I threw his body back with a glance that had all the intention of doing so. He was thrust to the ground like a log. Some folks around me pointed and screamed, for his blood was crawling around his head on the cobbled path where he lay. Mother and father turned and looked. They were too taken by the sight to notice that I ran. I slept under the floorboards that night. By morning, my father knew I would be killed.
0: But I see that you are not killed. I was. Not anymore.
3: Silence, please. Very well. What is the child's name? Helicy, your holiness. Helicy, you have been witnessed in the act of murdering a fellow with the use of the black arts. Do you concede to this event, Come, come now. Use your voice. Now might be your last chance to speak. You converse with the devil, do you not? Very well. Let us see for ourselves, shall we? As it is normally practiced, you will see. If you are pure, then God shall wash away your sins. If evil, you will float, but you may find that the Lord's judgment causes the lake to boil."
2: I made attempts to loosen the ropes that bound my arms and my feet, but it was no use. There was a rope to pull me back up if I were to float but I highly doubted they would use it. I remember thinking how I wished I could see the sunrise behind the trees or hear the birds' beautiful song and not the voices of these vile men.
3: Dear Lord, give this child strength to rise up out of the darkness have mercy on her weakened spirit grant her the abundance that exists to let her walk in the light let the heavens and the earth collide at last lord cast the devil from her soul and let her be your faithful servant thy will be done god be with you my child
2: I was not under for long. As I came back up, the townspeople had disappeared. My legs and arms were not bound. The bag of rocks had disappeared. Surrounding me was the thickest fog It was quiet as death. No birds, not a voice to be heard. I ran far and fast so that my thoughts were not able to catch up with me. Strangely, the further I went, the thicker the fog grew. I stopped to plan my journey, not knowing which direction would take me somewhere clearer to see. As the fog took over my vision, voices started emerging. I used to hear voices when I was very young, but these were more. It felt like people were with me.
3: Who are you? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Look at me. I lost so long.
2: Does she see us please where are you all i cannot see any of you
0: she is us
2: help us miss please get us out
0: if If you stay stay here here, he will seize seize you
2: seize me who will
0: You must escape, or he will try to make a
2: deal with you. Who?
0: (laughs) Who do you think?
2: As you might understand, I was horrified by the warning. I felt blinded by silver mist and dead to the world completely. It grew darker. I saw an orange glow far in the distance. That was my final hope. Until I was paid another visit by an unseen creature. Who goes there? is why I interrupted your evening as rudely as I did. I do apologise. As I said before, I thought there was a monster afoot. I hope I did not lead it here. I had nowhere else to run to. I fear I might be lost forever.
0: (laughs) I suspect you will be. (laughs) My dear... You are quite the case.
2: What? What do you mean?
0: I mean the monster you speak of is after you, quite like those people were. Only this one wants something from you, not to do away with you. Some help you are. You're worse than the mole. I know it sounds alarming, but believe me when I say it is good news for you, considering. You see... You hold a power within yourself that can be harnessed. It is an enviable power, but yours alone. Other creatures may only borrow it with your permission, but in return they can grant you one of theirs. But I
2: do not want it. I never ask for it. I fear more power less than anyone, more
0: alone. Hush now. Make the deal. You can continue on lost, or you can be great. You can fly. You can live in this purgatory, or you can be part of the world again, but above it. So, I am... Dead. Yes. Well, unless you choose against it. If I am dead what are you something like you once now I have a purpose you will too just a darker one and so the stories meet their ending the hero finds peace in life while the heroine finds peace in death. Helicy stood up that evening, closed her eyes, forced back her tears, turned and left. She was solemn and sorrowful, but I know that what she found that evening would eventually grant her eternal fulfillment. I remain alone, but I know that more will come. They always come, Always in a foolish state, always leaving in a better one, always forgetting to thank me when they go. (sighs) Bloody humans.